was it? And you're going back to bed. This is Alex, and you're listening to Mark Seven. Hi, this is Steve, and you're listening to Mark Seven. This is LDJ Booker from Good Looking Records, and you are in tune to Mark Seven on the Ozcast. Hi, this is Logistics, you're listening to Mark Seven on Ozcast. Keep it locked. Yo, this is Dose, you're listening to Ozcast with Mark Seven. Yes, yes, yes. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to Ozcast. Your host tonight, Mark Seven. What a massive show we've got for you tonight on Ozcast 21. This tune right here, a tune called Third Dimension by an artist, Villain, a good mate of mine, and going to try and sneak uh, the Executioner, which is just such a badass baseline tune. He's actually going to be doing a mix for us uh, just after the interview we've got coming up, featuring uh, all Stacker and Skynet tunes. All the original drummer bass heads would certainly know Stacker and Skynet from their Clockwork album, one of the most revolutionary albums to come out in drum and bass history. Hugely tech and grimy rollers. Some of the big tunes like Biosphere. Uh, they're responsible for Audio Blueprint uh, and Under Fire. Certainly the artist that we've got on the line tonight is back in a very big way. The tunes that he's got up on his SoundCloud are, are getting hits uh, left, right and centre and we can actually proudly announce tonight as a worldwide first that Skynet uh, the feature artist tonight has been signed to Noisier's label uh, with one of his tracks and there's a, a whole heap of other labels as well that he's been signed to but we'll let him tell you all about that so it's great to have him uh, all the way from Phuket how you going Mr Skynet? Yeah, doing pretty well man, how about you? Yeah, always having a cracking time man so what I thought we would do is kick off uh, talking about the early days obviously uh, yourself and, and Stacker making tunes Yeah, yeah. well it was a period I think it's been drum and bass for me and, and Stacker, we, we were both really into that kind of sound, came around, came in as a few people pioneering that sound at the time, optical, bad company, we're doing the same sort of thing, a few others. I just think that was a really, really new ground that we found there, and everybody found it and kind of was exploring different territories around that sort of edge of, of drummer bass. So it was really good for us, we were just really in it, really inspired by it, so we just kind of went with that. and. Uh, at the time we were in Brighton, we had a studio at my house and the studio was really nice so we had some really good gear in there and we were just pushing shit as far as we could take it at the time and really didn't listen. A lot of people get caught up in trends but we were just sort of, we were listening to other stuff but we were just trying to do our own thing as well. Be experimental and push shit to its boundaries and limits and take it over the edge. So I guess that's really where our sound came from, you know, just sitting down, not trying to get caught up in too much of, yeah, at the time there was only a small amount of people doing that sound and then suddenly everybody was jumping on it, but we just didn't look around to copy or influence is what, you know, people say, but getting influenced by that sound, so we just did our own thing and we had fun with it, man, that was the main thing, we were having fun, a lot of hard work as well with the labels, running the labels, but we did have a lot of fun, great time, I think, I think it was one of the best times for me personally, with drum and bass since. I mean, yeah, so I, I think I think uh, that's, that's where the pop work and plays and stuff come from. And, and then in those days, we had a lot of analog gear, and there's a lot of scope to kind of push that technology uh, in all sorts of ways. And I think that's where you kind of break ground. Nowadays, everything's just got, you know, everyone's got the same plug-in, everybody's using the same sort of setup. I think it's, it's still rather limited, really, even though you've got all of this crazy possibilities with all these million and one plugins, still it limits you to getting something new or, or outside of that scope. So having that gear, I think, really helps push it, push it new sort of edge to town. 
And I think that was the same thing for Obstacle and uh, Bad Company as well. They were doing the same thing. I don't think the sound's ever been the same. Yeah, I mean, I suppose drum and bass has gone into all sorts of directions since back then. So were there any sort of influences outside of drum and bass, any artists or anything like that that sort of influenced what you were doing because you were really on the cutting edge? Not outside those genres, really. I mean, the, the, main, the main guy, in my opinion, was at, at that time and, and, you know, really will be the main founder was Optical was, was kind of just touched upon that sound. And that was inspiring for us, for sure. And then Bad Company did some really, like, uh, dirty-edged beats, really fast-paced, a lot of energy in the in the music. And that was inspiring, too. So I guess that's where we were kind of getting our inspiration from at the time, if anything. Outside of drum and bass, I listened to hip-hop and production. and I kind of get inspired by sound a lot more the actual styles. Uh, I like to have the sound right. And if the sound ain't right, then it doesn't inspire me to create the right kind of music. It's, it's, it's weird for me. It's If it just doesn't hit, and I think that's, for me personally, is, is where I got stuck when everything went in the computer. It just didn't have the sound that inspired me to, to get the results that we were getting before. Everything just, I kind of, that's why I left it alone for a while in 2005 moved on and worked in hip-hop and pop music behind the scenes just to try and, you know, expand my uh, sort of experiences and skill sets and, and that kind of stuff. But for me, drum and bass is all about distortion. For me, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sound. It's distortion, it's edgy music, it's heavily saturated, and computers just don't do that. They just don't do that properly, and, and you cannot get the saturation and the distortion that really tickles me, you know, it really gets me. It, it, it distorts all right, you know, it's kind of all right, but it's not real. <laughs> it's just not real. Uh, and that, for me, is where drum and bass lost me. Uh, I don't I, I don't like the fake sounding stuff. It's, it's got to be authentic. Going back to analog, really, it's the only way for me to, to go for that. So, yeah, I think that's, that's where the... the, the, the that you were just talking about really come from um, was pushing gear to its limits and overdriving things and chaining it through this way that way and fucking up filters here there and everywhere and you get a you get a different sound and you just hit something by accident and you're like oh shit and then we just like harness that you know just got on top of that and really pushed it as much as we could and then, of course, we, we, we just found ourselves on different... After the Cockwork album, we moved away, went to Seattle, got a studio down there and stuff, and it was never... It was, we kind of, like, lost our own sort of... Our path went different ways, musically and, you know, personally, we were doing different things. Sean met a girl from New York, started going over there quite a lot, and, you know, so he kind of just split it up like that. And then in the end, it was just too too much differences and too separate in, in those ways to continue that that thing. So that's pretty much what the end of it was, really. We had just kind of got started as well. I guess if we hadn't moved over there, we would have probably carried on for a little bit longer. But saying that, I think at that stage, everything went in the computer. That was the moment where it, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it's just lost it. A few years ago, I just decided to get some of my gear back, some of the old samplers, and play around with it. 
the moment I switched this thing on, loaded the beat up, like, my whole world just ignited. I was like, oh, fuck, that's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> it's, just, it's just right there. So I basically go back. I'm going back. I'm trying to eventually build my whole studio back into an analog studio, get a proper place to set up and take it back that way. And firstly, thanks for the words about the tunes. I really, they're the, the things that come out of working this way. And it, 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 to me, it's just, that's it right there. So I've carried on that path. It's a bit difficult, tricky to get the workflow back because you're so used to it in the box and everything else. And it kind of feels, some people say, yeah, well, digital's quicker and you've got all these plugins and everything else. All at your disposable uh, disposal. You've got also full recall and all this kind of stuff. And to be honest, I'm quicker writing on a sampler than I am in the box. It's just it, it, it's a lot more things to save and load up and sample and cut and all this kind of stuff. It's, I'm quick on the sampler anyway, but I'm getting results instantly. Whereas you sit in the on the computer, you're sitting there fucking around for ages trying to get some shit to sound real. Do you know what I mean? So you're wasting time. So it's not quicker in that sense because instant vibes, instant vibes. The moment you put that shit in the sampler, get some mic freeze, get some real analog distortion or whatever. Instant bang, done vibes, and that's really what it's about. What you know inspires you to, to write, and that for me is what uh, created the best songs that I, I did back in the day and they're creating the songs that I'm happy with now. Cool man, so talk to us about some of the new releases. As far as releases, I started doing tracks like that and the moment I started playing them for a few people, people started still wanting them straight away. So yeah, and instantly people heard it. You know, people. the first track I did was the Disorder track and instantly I got to, there's over 20,000 plays in the last year on SoundCloud, uh, you know, sealed it for me. I was like, okay, this is it. And that actually got signed to a guy in Belgium who runs MindTech. Yeah, he's going to be putting that out. I think they're just waiting for scheduling now to release it. But that's going to be coming out on vinyl and all digital formats, of course. I think it's coming out in the next month or two. Yeah, I've got that. I've got another release uh, on a label guy in England. New label, actually. Soul Trader. He's been around for a long time, but he just started a new label up. I put Fractal was a tune that he signed. So actually, that was all done in the box. So I was lucky to get that one and come out like that. I was happy with that. Got another track that just signed. I don't know if you're familiar with Full Force. Guys from Luxembourg. He heard this track. I played in Germany and I just finished this track again. All, all on the samplers and stuff. He loves that old sound and he's like, I've got to have that track. <laughs> I've got to have that track. And it actually made him start his label. He's taken a, a break for a while, but it made him want to start his label back up just because of that sound. It's really inspiring. It's really exciting when people, like, you know, you hit that thing and, and other people are feeling it as well. You know, it just confirms everything. That's the right way to go. And the reactions of these tunes are everybody, every single person that's like, oh, there's something, you know, they know. They know that's different instantly. So 
it's going really well on that front. And then I have just signed a track to Noisier as well. Noisier's label, Invisible, it's going to be on their next uh, EP. And that was just signed about a month ago. They did play it on their radio show too. It's going to be cut. We're waiting for a release schedule for that. So things are looking pretty good there. It's not bad making a comeback like that and being signed to Noisier. I send them a bunch of tracks and they will just hit me back straight away. We want to sign that one, you know, that they're loving all the other tracks as well. I just wanted that one for Invisible for now. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's really, it's really nice. It's, it motivates, you know, it's your motivated and gets you, uh, gets you inspired for sure. Cool, man. And uh, the good news is we're going to be seeing you again here in Australia soon. I, ca- I actually just came back about three, four months ago, I think it was. I did a, a little um, tour there, went to Sydney, Melbourne, went on to Perth after that. And it's just, just to kind of like to touch base with everybody and see what's happening. Uh, it was great, actually. Really, really great night. Really had a fun time. Perth and decided now to come back out while I'm here, do another round, just smash it again this time. It was really, really fun. Sydney was great. Melbourne was great. Totally stoked to have you back here in Adelaide as well, man. Uh, we're really looking forward to the night. There's uh, some big things in store. We're also going to be featuring uh, uh, Meltdown from uh, Anodyne as well. Uh, so it's going to be a huge show here in Adelaide, November 20. I had a really good time, man. Every time I've been there, it's meant to be me and Stacker coming out. And this club was just ridiculous. Like, it was packed. You couldn't fit any more people in there. And I just I just come out and just, just, it just went off. It went off, man. I just remember that really well. So Adelaide crowd really, really was a good vibe. Awesome work, man. Really appreciate coming on to the show tonight. We are certainly looking forward to having you uh, on tour around Australia coming up in a couple of months' time and loving the new beats, man. Wicked, man. Thanks. It's good to be back. It really is. And I'm really glad that that people are really feeling that music again. I know there's a lot of people back in the day who just grew up on that music with love, but I just want to get that... I want to get it to the new crowd and, under, and let them, you know, really get full, uh, be fully exposed to this sound that we had. And like you said earlier, uh, I'm glad you, you know, you feel that way. It's brought up to date. Um, it's that old style. It's all up to date and go over really well with the new crowds as well and the new generations of kids that have got into it. Hopefully they'll hear hear that difference. Fantastic stuff there, and I tell you what, uh, if you appreciate your music techie and on the dance floor tip, you're going to love this mix from Villain coming up. And sh- shouts out to Scotty uh, Villain as well for the tunes, man. Absolutely solid business. What a great artist uh, musically and also with his visual arts. He is the man. Certainly looking forward to having Villain uh, play on the night as well here in Adelaide. Check your gig guides for the tour coming up uh, in November for Skynet. In the meantime, I'll leave you in the mix with Villain. Killer mix. Oscar special guest. This is Scotty. This is Conspire, and you're listening to Oscast. Yo, 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 what's up? Brian G. Just making sure y'all know Oscast.
huge set here from Villain. Track listing going up tonight on the SoundCloud. Check uh, Facebook for the uh, Skynet tour. Playing in all capital cities. out to the one like XP, Sarge, Kiddo, and the original rocker, Mr. Filter. Shouts to the inbound crew.
big shouts out to the uh, Lean Two Sessions crew coming out of the Midlands, UK. Big ups to Crystal and Red Eye, Frosty, all the crew. Shouts to Inflex. Friday nights on the Flex Out. Ram chat rooms. That's how we do it. Shouts to Lando. Some methods as well. Robot.
yo, this is Gridlock. You're listening to the Ozcast.
Yo, 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 what's up? It's Brian G. Just making sure y'all know. Ozcast. Ozcast special guest. This is Skyler, and you're listening to Ozcast.
Oscars 21. Big up to Villain for the mix. Deadly. Featuring uh, Stacker and Skynet. Remixes, originals. Off uh, Audio Blueprint. Under Fire. Cause for Concern, Renegade Hardware, Sudden Death, a whole heap of labels. Uh, Skynet signed to uh, Noisier's label. Big release coming up shortly. And the Australian tour as well. Check event pages for that. Come check us out www.ozcast.com. 24 7 live stream. Acts from Europe, UK, and around Australia, and hopefully the US soon. Shouts out to Meltdown. Shouts out to Tech Nine as well. Sham Rocker.
IBM Stellar Sphere, Microsoft Galaxy, Planet Starbucks. You need to lighten up. Can you please just give me something?
Hallo, dit is Nympho. Je luistert naar Oscast. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> Well, listen up, man, this is Mr. Goldie, G-O-L-D-I-E, and we are in the zone. Keep it locked, keep it here. People with Mark 7, every time, Mr. Goldie. On top. Thank you. 
This is Ozcast. Love a dollar for every time I smash this tune. Big ups, villain. Killer mix tonight. Check the uh, SoundCloud for the track listing. Shouts out to Skynet once again. Looking forward to the tour, mate. The new dubs are fresh. Dirty and nasty. That's how we like it. Going out to all the 5158 kids and crew. Shouts to Skyver. Shouts out to the one like Mickey Doves. All the Brizzy crew, you know who you are. Bad motherfuckers. Shouts out to Jace and Jen. It looks like the only way out of here is the way we came in.
Listening to the bass music program Ozcast. This is 